Hello and welcome to Mount Rushmore. This week we have overrated college football teams, so stay tuned after the break. Josh Thomas and this week like I said we're talking overrated college football teams and here to intro this week we have a very special guest we got our the one and only Pharrell on the bench all right Pharrell on the bench right here telling you right now some schools are the bomb diggity all right every year consistent always on the top some fake posers we have fake posers everywhere posers like Arno Sari back when he was unable to shred the pipe at the 1996 MTV Sports and Music Festival right there you talk tonight we're talking about those superficial fake poser schools schools that think they're just so great let me tell you something from experience homeboy if you can't shred the gnar you can't shred with the Pharrell <laughs> well thank you Pharrell thank you for that lovely intro. No problem, brah. <laughs> I can't even go on. All right, uh, so I'll just go ahead and introduce the panel. He was in the top ten of uh, every preseason poll, only to lose five games. It's Daniel Wagner. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and then uh, won a bunch of national championships 30 years ago, but hasn't been relevant since. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's TJ. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, TJ? Um, pretty good, pretty good. And our special guest this week, his fans keep on saying this year is finally our year. It's Jason. It's good. We're going to turn it around. 2013. <laughs> Not here to talk about the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go around. Let's go around the panel and talk about like what makes what 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 do you hate about? Well, overrated? it doesn't matter. I don't. This I didn't make a list out of hate. I put it. I made a list out of actual overratedness, and I actually took a lot of mine from historical context because if you did it. I think if you looked at it from a year-to-year basis, then it's always it's flowing. There is no definitive. You couldn't put four on a mountain and say like, "Well, that was for this year." Yeah. Um, now, because if you look, if you wanted to, you could go back. If you did this ten years ago, University of Alabama is one of the most overrated programs there is around. It is so overrated. Ten years different, they're pretty much right where they should be. So it's a matter of how you want to look at it. But to me, it's just inconsistency to meet the every year the expectations that are set forth by your institution. And if you should have a clear cut fucking advantage every year and you're not even making those, that's how that's how you end up on my list. How about you, TJ? Yeah, well, uh, now to be fair, I had to change up my dynamic. I thought we were going to do all football teams, so I I had some pro teams worked out as well. But um the just, New Orleans Saints. No, I was actually going to go Giants and 49ers. I don't know. Well, that doesn't even make any sense. How not? That but because how are they? So we get to debate this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you perplexed me off the jump. Well, the 49ers is because, one, winning the NFC West consistently is bullshit. That's a, it's a garbage-ass uh, division. Uh, and, you make and a case it's pretty tough this year. Uh, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's a lot tougher than that uh, NFC, NFC South. South. This year, I would agree. I would agree with that. But normally, you know, the NFC West is like three of the worst teams. So for San Francisco to win it consistently is just... You, anyway, we're talking pros here. Um, <laughs> and then the Giants, just because I hate Eli Manning. I think he's the most overrated. <laughs> completely with personal. Overrated. So uh, the Giants is because you don't like Eli Manning. No, or Tom Coughlin. I just think their two <laughs> Super Bowl wins were flukes. And that the, the, the Didn't you win a lot of money off the Giants winning a Super I Bowl? I won the Eagles uh, quarterly Super Bowl pool 
three out of four quarters. I won <laughs> like five hundred dollars that time. It was, Did it just barely cover the tab? It, it covered my tab, and I had like a hundred dollars left. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, for Jason? About overrated teams? Uh, yeah, me for ratings. Um, I approached it through general success, um, but mostly also through expectations. Where uh, when I think of overrated, I don't think of a team that everybody says is number one and then they lay an egg. Um, I think of a team where if we assume this program is a top 20 program, but then you watch or then you look at the statistics and you realize we think they're a top 20 program because ESPN tells us that three times a year. Or um, my other criteria was influence because you can count championships, but you can also count college football influence. So there are some programs that – might not have as many national championships, but they've also influenced the way we think about and the way we see people play college football. The Oregon effect. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think a good example where they don't have championships, but you can look at Oregon and say, well, they're not relevant, but then if you watch any college football game for the next decade, we know Oregon's relevant. We know that they've made a difference. And there are some schools that have championships, but that aren't nearly as relevant as Oregon right now. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. My number four spot. Uh, I figured it was re- it was a uh, pretty relevant for this week. Even though when this episode comes out, it's going to be past this week. It's Tennessee Hate Week. My number four spot is Tennessee. Hmm. Hmm. I already got some disagreements. <laughs> 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 All right. Go on. Defend your topic. And <laughs> state your case. Uh, just I just fucking hate Tennessee. I don't know. That's I kind of wanted to include them on the list. So we already broke the criteria off the bat. They were going personal. Um. I just I. I have uh, a couple family members that are Tennessee fans, and they just well, uh, just hearing about. It all right, <laughs> I, don't, I can't. Even, I don't even think I can defend you can't it. Now. It, can uh, you? Well, it's my number four spot anyway. Well, see, this is. I thought. I thought Tennessee would make this list, so I did some research. There's two things that kept wow. me from putting TNC on there. They've won the SEC 16 times. Yeah, that's a not mistaken second or third in all SEC schools of winning their conference. It was a, Alabama has a retardedly high number. Mm-hmm. There. They've won four national championships that are recognized. This isn't even claiming the Blue Bonnet Bread Company's national championship. Four recognized national championships. They've had some lean years, but they're up until the end of Philip Fulmer. That's a consistent program. Yeah, but they they were ranked. I mean, don't I forget Rocky Top and Legion Field. Yeah, but the past. Uh, I guess I'm going for the past decade or so. Since the, the BCS era, since they won the first national championship, uh, ever since then they've been ranked like consistently d- throughout the 2000s. They were ranked in the top 10, and then they f- would fall out of the rankings just throughout the year, and they would end up either ranked, you know, like 20, 21st, or just completely out of it. So hey, that's kind of. Well, I'm not I went, saying I went I more like recent. I went more recent history, I guess, for Tennessee on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I like Tennessee, but. I I just couldn't put them on there on my list personally. No, I, I remember that when I'm um, not giving them the satisfaction. When Kiffin left for USC, I remember I called my one uh, Tennessee friend, and he's I was be in town. yeah, he's gonna be in town. Can't wait to see him. It's got the beard. What up? Uh, so I called him and I was like, dude, I think you're gonna be bad for like the next decade because like you're gonna hire somebody, probably run him out because you've already lost all these recruits. He's gonna have a shit career. Wish they did. They ran him off in three years. Derek Dooley. I was like, you're going to hire somebody else? And I hated well, that. Dude. He did, he like did some of that to himself. Yeah. Um, let's not pretend Dooley was going to the Sugar Bowl every year. Oh, no. Well, he, was just a, he was just a hire they had to make. I yeah. mean, the fucking guy left, like, right when recruiting season, like, was just about to wrap up. I mean, he totally fucked him. 
It was it was pretty brutal. But I called. I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be bad for the next decade." And like worked it out. And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's looking like it's looking like I called that one." You know, here's an interesting. Um, I believe it's outside. It's either they've had more than Alabama, or they're right there with Alabama of how many players during the Lane that are Lane Kiffin, duly recruits that are currently playing in the NFL. Like they've had a retardedly la- large number of players that move on. Like they're just in a, and unable to capitalize on the talent they had. Which is a lot like my number four, which is crazy enough. We want to get yeah. over there. Want to play a game? Someone want to want to play a game? Is anybody there, TJ? You want to play a game? Sure, let's play a game, Dan. All right, I'm going to give you statistics of two teams. Okay. Okay. The first team won national championship, which was in 1954. 18 conference championships. Their overall record: 557, 392. Team B: two national championships. 14 conference championships and an overall record of 760 and 402. Which one do you think the one I'm talking about? Which would you pick, A or B? The one that's overrated? Yes. Um, The one with one national championship, the first one. Wrong. Team A is UCLA. Okay. Oh, wow. Team B, the University of Georgia. And this hurts. It hurts me to <laughs> say this as a University of Georgia fan. University of Georgia is a completely overrated program. All right. The national championship came in 1980. And between 1982, my birth year, and 2002, they didn't win the SEC. Oh, wow. So that is a 20-year drought between winning the SEC. And that isn't even – they didn't even win the East. There wasn't even like, oh, well, then they played somebody and got beaten. He's like, they didn't win it outright until 2002. Um, it, the wasted talent that that school has brought out. Champ Bailey, wasted. Robert Edwards, wasted. Heinz Ward, wasted. You can make a laundry no Sean list. Well, and no Sean and Stafford made it to the, won the Sugar Bowl. They won. Yeah. They did do something. Um, didn't win an SEC championship. Didn't win an SEC championship. Didn't win a national championship. Yeah. Started the year number one and immediately fell after the first week. Uh, they're it's bad there. The the amount of coaches they keep around. Ray Golf. All right. So Georgia has had four coaches since 1963. Uh, Dooley carries him all the way to 89. Ray Goff, completely incompetent. Steve Spurrier hated Ray Goff because Ray Goff beat him in 1969, which cost Spurrier the national championship the year he won the Heisman and vowed never again to lose to anything that was Ray Goff. He took pride in scoring 60 points on Ray Goff and said as much <laughs> in interviews. He would let him know that, yes, it is personal, and yes, I will keep my starters in. Uh, Jim Donnan, who I believe is in prison now, is he not from a Jesus. Ponzi scheme? Possibly. I think he was involved in a big Ponzi How scheme. How far is he fallen? Jesus. Yeah. And now we're in the twilights of the Mark Richt era. The now one I heard brought you say back. that, Rick, you're officially off the Rick. I've, I've heard you defend this man on Feinbaum before. I have <laughs> defended this man on Paul Feinbaum. I have defended this man. I have been in them Twitter streets defending Mark Rick. On them Facebook streets, real streets, I defended Mark Rick. <laughs> Because he did what was needed at the time. He got the school back to prominence. I mean, I don't think you understand growing up as a University of Georgia fan in the mid, early and mid-90s. It was god-awful. Yeah. It was really bad. Take those DuBose years and dispound that for 10 years, and that's what Ooh. you get. Yeah, it was always just never quite being good enough. And well, we kind of we had that DuBose to Shula years. Yeah. That's about 10 years or so. Yeah, and what, at least and you saw a light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light. <laughs> There's no light at Georgia. It's a waste of talents. They're... Every year we get ourselves like, look, every year they buy us a fucking diamond ring. We all, I've already wrote them off. I'm done with them for the year, me and my father. And next year, around January, they'll get a new quarterback or running back, and it's a nice diamond ring. And they say, baby, come on back. It's okay. I'm sorry I beat you. And we accept them back in. We're battered women. That's what we are. We're a battered woman who doesn't know how to find a better man. 
You've been listening to Dog Sports Radio on <laughs> 680. <laughs> dog talk all the time, all dogs all time. TJ, what's your number four spot? Um, my number four spot is uh, gonna. Then he audible because he had the 49ers there. Recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of haven't thought too much about the last two teams on here, but the other ones will work. Um, but my number four is Michigan Wolverines. Um, there wow. is there just oh. a, there's a with the Wolverines they're they have this like this blue chip attitude and like you know they're they're they put up this mystique and like beating if you're a Big Ten team. Like there's nothing better than like beating you know Michigan or Ohio State, but Ohio State usually whip your ass. Michigan, you know, you might actually have a chance to. Um, but there's still this mystique about that team, and like they they they're still like uh, usually ranked in the top twenty five every year, but they just don't really do much with it. The players never go anywhere. Um, I don't know if NFL rosters that have that many you know uh, Michigan players these days, but it seems like they're living on the yeah Jake Long, Chad Henney, Chad Henney, Tom Brady. Yeah. I hate him. Oh God! Dead, yeah, but. that's true. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some pretty good Michigan players. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Charles Woodson. Um, <laughs> I love him because he took Peyton Manning's Heisman. Donald Robertson is yeah. playing for somebody, he right? He did take it. Donald Robinson's the Jaguar. Yeah. What you Sorry. got? Ooh. Know Offense, your Michigan no. players, man. Offensive weapon, Donald Robinson. Yeah, multi-talented. He yeah. can throw. He might be able to catch, and he doesn't tie shoelaces. But so again, these are all—they have all these teams that are ra- like they'll always start off in the top ten, but never do anything with it. And um, I don't know. It's just one of the teams that popped up in my mind. I, I was going to say Ohio State, but you I was, literally I was, pulled that one right out of your ass, didn't you? No, not right. I thought about it on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, all right. Literally an hour before I came over here, I had two college teams and two pro teams. Then I saw the Facebook feed, and I was like, "Shit, I need two more college teams." So Michigan. Yes, was the Pulled last out edition. Of the ass. All right, all right. All right. As long as you'll admit it to yourself. Jason. But I still think it's fair to say that they haven't really done much, and they 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 never end up as highly ranked as they started the season. I'll say that. I mm-hmm. like their banner. I actually really love their uniform. I have always been a fan of the Michigan uniform set. That helmet design is really nice. It <laughs> is very nice. It is really nice. <laughs> all right, Jason, what's your number four spot? Um, we'll stay with Michigan, and I'll go with Michigan State. Um, mm. and I think one of the things that kept Michigan off my list was the idea of the mystique where it doesn't matter how crappy Michigan is beating Michigan sounds good beating Michigan matters Michigan doesn't stop being a factor in college football they never they didn't really make it to that I hate to say almost Notre Dame era of like irrelevance before um well doesn't Michigan have the highest winning percentage of like all College teams? Yeah, oh yeah, they've yeah. won. Yeah. yeah, they've got the best percent and the best how home many, percentage. But how many times have they beat Ohio State in the last decade? I mean, it's one, yeah. maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, if you compare them to their biggest rival, then they don't look great. Um, but I think with Mich- I picked Michigan State because I think they get the since they get to stand next to a lot of traditional programs, we put them in that same category. It's a good uniform. Yeah, the good uniform. As a classics major, I love Spartans. They're great. Um, but it's like, okay, Michigan State, Notre Dame matters. Michigan State, Michigan matters. Michigan State, Penn State matters. None of those games matter because of Michigan State. Yeah. Um, and so if Michigan, if those teams decided we aren't going to play Michigan State, Michigan State doesn't matter. Um, it's, they're not a school where they are a marquee matchup no matter who they play. 
they need somebody else to basically tell the story for them. You know, I was I was about to jump on that for a second there, but that's that's well debated. Mm. That's uh, <laughs> I, I never think of Michigan State, but the more you say it, man, fuck Michigan State. They do <laughs> do that. I didn't. I started thinking about it, but it is always this. We want Michigan State to be good. I think you even parlayed it in their basketball. And in all sports across Michigan State, they have this weird kind of half-assed, we want them to be good. It's almost kind of the Auburn effect, that it's the little brother to the much yeah. bigger, more mm-hmm. proud school that we want to assume is just on the same equal footing. I loved, speaking of Spartans, when 300 came out and a bunch of meat beefcake dudes were all about that Spartan life until you told them that Spartan warriors would have sex with their partner as a way of ultimately unifying themselves together. And they had a weird dichotomy in their own mind deciding if that was cool or not. And there was a lot of bros that did not know what to do once they found out that Spartans could uh, were willing to get with a man. Were there for those abs? Oh, man. Got to, oh, my God. Yeah. Those dudes were so ripped. Not like those Michigan, Michigan State Spartans, though. No. No. Um, and if we – I mean, with Michigan State, they – again, they've got a lot going for them. But if you take away – and even, I mean, Spart- they've got a great mascot. I mean, Sparty's awesome. Um, the jerseys look good. Their pro the, combats a couple years ago were awesome with the yeah. bronze. Yeah, that was a good It's unit. great. But if you say, okay, is Michigan State the main school in any one of their rivalries? If you looked at power dynamic, does does any school need Michigan State more than Michigan State Central needs Michigan. it? Central Michigan. Right, there, there you go. Right. <laughs> They would be really Central Michigan really likes that game. There are some Mac schools that really need Michigan State. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so what that was our number four spot. David's I pick. David's pick. Oh yeah. I guess we do. Uh, well, while you're while you're uh, fumbling around, I'll I'll go ahead and read our number four spots. I had the Tennessee Vols. Daniel had the Georgia Bulldogs. TJ had Michigan, and Jason had Michigan State. Uh, do you, David. Let's see in here. David chose the Georgia Bulldogs. The lack of recent national championships, failed opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. That's all David has, so let's go. All right. So thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the number three spot. I had, I had Clemson here for a while, but then I just realized oh, Clemson that, is no, no, no. really overrated. That was a good pick. Well, I, I went back between <laughs> Clemson and, and this other ACC team that I'm going to put on uh, just for the fact that they, they managed to fuck it up every single year and Clemson it up. Um, but I went, I'm going to go with Florida state instead. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, it's, I, and it's, it is more recent since, uh, Bobby Bowden left. I mean, well, even towards the end of Bobby Bowden's life, he, I was, when I was researching for this, I looked, I found an article about like the overrated teams in BCS and it said that they had, uh, every year they, they're ranked like in the top 10, uh, and then. I think three or four years they completely dropped out. They they average dropping six spots every year. So like if they start at five this year, they're gonna end you know down at eleven. Um, I just I I just think they're overrated. I met Bobby Bowden one time. He's a really nice guy. Oh yeah, he's from Alabama. He's dagnabbedly good guy. Yeah. Um, I I can kind of see Florida State was in a short list for me. Uh, I mean they do have that. What was it like through the 90s? They were never ranked below five or? It was, it's, there, I think, 14 years. I think it's from 88 to 2002 or 2003. They finished in the top five. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the uh, most ridiculous streaks that I've ever seen of someone having there. But you're right. I think they've only got like two national championships. Yeah, it's, yeah and those would have been yeah. towards the later end mm-hmm. of that, right? I mean, they're like the Atlanta Braves of college football. As they're always right there, but they never could finish the deal. 
Um, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, they have like 93 or 94 when it's like mm-hmm. a split national championship, and then they beat the hell out of Michael Vick as a freshman. With P-Dub and Trubb, my two favorite wide receivers <laughs> of all time. Peter Warwick and, uh, oh, God, I can't think of them. Anyway. Anyway, so that's Their nicknames were P-Dub and Trubb, and they were awesome. Daniel, what's your number three spot? My number three is Penn State. Really? Yeah. Um, four national championships that they claim. Um, their last one was in 86, but that also includes two of them that were 1911 and 1912. So really two national championships. And those are recognized by college football. Um, they've only got four conference championships, but they weren't independent until 1994. This is my first one of bullshit aura. The idea of Penn State, of Joe Paterno, and, you know, well, they show up. The the great student section of Penn State. And it's the Beano Cook aspects of college football that hold Penn State to this idea. The fact they wouldn't put names on the back of the jerseys because no man is bigger than Penn State. And the plain fucking white helmet. And, you know, this whole idea that we were supposed to love Penn State, that we forgot that about after 96, Penn State's a piece of shit program. And this isn't even getting into the kid diddling stuff that they did later. <laughs> this is just about purely on football. That program is not very good throughout everything past about 96, 97. When one of your main rivals is like the, the when the Pitt and the Rutgers game become like big rivalries yeah. for your school, then you've got you've got problems. Yeah, I mean, they do. They did sort of get baptized by fire, I guess, with getting into the Big Ten and. You know, we were saying about Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, Michigan in the 1990s dominated Ohio State um, as it sort of flipped and flopped. But Penn State is sort of that other team that hangs out that we all assume. I think we assume Penn State's going to be great. And I'll tell you, the best way to figure out if a team's assumed to be great is the college football video games. Because every year they do lip (laughs) service. Penn State is always really good on those games when they are shit in real life. They refuse to shit on Penn State the way Penn State should be shitted on. I could see that, yeah. Uh, so it's you're talking about just overrated mystique, because I mean, I, I think we've, I think college football is like these days at least has relegated them appropriately. I mean, they're not, they're not considered. You're, you're not really. Oh, but your, you're telling me that that damn ESPN it doesn't have a hard on with the idea of the return of Penn State through all the sanctions and tra- yeah, the that's why the I mean that's why the sanctions matter is because yeah. it's one of the. If, even if you don't say most relevant programs, you say, okay, well, what are the 10 football programs we're supposed to care about? Like Penn State made it on that list, and all of a sudden when they have a big allegation, it's a huge deal. When Joe, when they get the new head coach, it's a big deal. Um, and I think for Penn State, I would – get when you mentioned the championships, I think you also have to mention the fact that there were years they went undefeated when they didn't get a national championship. So some of that becomes luck. Yeah. Um, but for me, they stayed off the list just because I think even though Penn State had some rough years, I mean, they made it to one or two BCS games, I think, in the early 2000s, maybe mid-2000s. Um, but they, I don't think they ever stopped really mattering as a program, where even with all of this that's happening, the comeback story is a big deal because people still cared about Penn State. There are major programs that fell by the wayside and just never came back. Yeah, there there are, but I wondered if they ever actually did come back. I mean, even those last years where we just assumed that Paterno was basically just showing up, walking around, and trying not to crap in his khakis. Uh, I don't think that they were they've been relevant in any way for at least ten years. 
I mean, it was a big deal. I remember it was a big deal when they won and they it was Bowden versus Paterno. The two old bastards are finally going to lock horns. Once again, they were supposed to have locked horns back in the 80s, but it never really worked out for them. And that was, we were supposed to feel, I feel like we are forced to feel this. And we've got to pay respect to Penn State, and I don't understand why. I've never understood why they have this relevance. I can understand Notre Dame. I can get behind the reason why Notre Dame matters on a year-to-year basis. Notre Dame is a flagship college football school. It needs to – college football is better when Notre Dame is good. But I don't know if college football is better when Penn State is good. I can get with that. Damn right, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, what's your number three spot? Uh, my number three is uh, an institution right down the road here. That's the University of Alabama. Over, Wait, what? I uh, now to be fair, I'm an Alabama fan. I just think that we are um, basically over overrated to the point when when commentators were saying that Alabama versus an NFL team, like one of the worst NFL teams would have a shot or beat these. And there's no way in hell, but people would like people like even like this year, or last year, people were talking about Alabama is like, you know, and there's like, there's college football, then there's the sec, then there's Alabama. And the next step above that is the NFL. It was like making it seem like they were this unstoppable juggernaut when I don't know. We, and then they would lose a game. We lose a game every year. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we lucked out into the two national championships, our most recent ones, because we lost at the right time to the right people. Other teams just happened to lose way later than us, but didn't get the benefit of the doubt of having like, you know, a high season ranking or, or just losing in fucking September instead of, you know, November. Um, I mean, I really have a hard time putting that on there. Now, if this was 10 years ago, I think I could, but, I mean, they've kind of been a big deal. Oh, but I think we've lucked out. I think there are a number of teams that would have beat the shit out of Notre Dame last year. We just happened to be, because of the early the preseason ranking, which, you know, we possibly didn't deserve. I don't know. And and then we lost a fucking game at home. Um, and just because of the time we lost it and because of, like, the, the, the mystique of Alabama right now, that put us in the game. Um, we, there's no way. I mean, if Alabama... It, it, during the LSU game, um, you know, we lost to LSU, and yet we get to play them again for mm. a national championship. That's crazy. Man, you talk about some butthurt people. Mm. And you know how hard it is for an LSU <laughs> fan to put them in? It's like, you won, oh. but you lost. And they're right. They're actually right. I mean, I, I have no problem saying that LSU got kind of screwed in that. by They beat us. They have one of the most successful seasons of any college football team. They beat, like, five fucking, like, top Conference six champions. Teams. Yeah. 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 In conference championships. And then they had to go and play another Saban again. Like nobody's going to beat him twice in a year, and they got kind of screwed because Alabama lost at the time they were supposed to, and they were ranked, you know, high enough. I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't say we're overrated, um, because I think when we when you mentioned what Alabama lost the game, Alabama got to benefit from BCS standings. Um, I think we also benefit from consistency, where you see a lot of other programs with just about every advantage we have, if not more. And you look at a school like Florida and what's going on there. You look at a lot of other SEC schools that go up and down. Um, you mentioned, like I, Dan, you mentioned Georgia, where Georgia has had a lot of opportunities where it looked like this should be a championship team and some they didn't pull it out. Shit the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, what else? We lose a game, but these haven't been blowout losses. And even when you look at the LSU game, well – 
that was an even matchup, a coin flip game that didn't go our I way. Guess, I guess I'm going against the, the idea that um, th- people have talk about, like when people have conversations about college football these days, they say, all right, so uh, so there's Alabama. We'll set them aside because they're running on a totally different level than anybody else. And then we'll talk about the rest of college football. And we'll talk about everybody from two down. Because Alabama is like this untouchable sort of you know juggernaut. Look, if, if that's whatever rate it is, the Georgia fan, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> well, I, I, think I would kill for that. I think teams can have a moment like that where you had early 2000s Miami I, where for three years, you say 2000 to 2002, probably head and shoulders above college yeah. football. But we're not unbeatable, and we've proven that. No, every, the last, no every unbeatable. Season. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone can lose. Um, but yeah. people talk about this team as if – I think I'm talking about like the idea of Alabama these days is an overrated idea because there there's no way that any team in college football can live up to what the mystique of Alabama football is right now. All right. I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. I think you're full of shit. But <laughs> I can, I kind of see where it is there. But if overrated is consistently winning national championships and being the best there is, then I don't know what the fuck overrated is. Apparently, I think they're pretty rated where they should be. Now, yeah, they're getting the benefit of the doubt. Sure. But yeah, you get the benefit of the doubt. It's consistently being the best team in college football. Yeah. Yeah, or, it would be different. If, yeah. Yeah, if Alabama was in. I hate to say, an Ohio State situation where, or there are a couple of years, with, or Oklahoma where you stumble into a BCS championship game, and then by halftime everybody realizes you have no business being there. Oh, or the yeah, Oklahoma or Nebraska. Yeah, that last one when they got dollywopped by Miami when they had lost their conference championship game, but still got in the national championship game, and then lost by like fifty-seven, and the worst just defeatist look of the last gasp of Nebraska. Like we got to watch the last moment. Nebraska would have been a better pick than, than Alabama. All right. I, yeah, Nebraska, may, I may need to change my three to Nebraska. That program is bullshit. <laughs> Those damn white folks suck. And they are obnoxious fans. Nebraska fans play that whole, like, we're just good old country folk, you know, from the from the yeah, high plains. Corn fed. Corn fed and, you know, over there, whatever. You're fat-ass people <laughs> who are ugly and mean. That's what you are in Nebraska. And you know what? Saddle Creek Records hasn't been that good in about 15 fucking years. So get over that part, too. Neither is Nebraska. No. <laughs> so we can say Saddle Creek Records, Omaha's flagship music programs, and <laughs> the Nebraska football ebb and flow together. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look, it's a Good Life album. Oh, Nebraska's in the top 15. Oh, it's the new Fane album. Oh, Nebraska's dying hard. All right, Jason, what's your number three spot? Um, I'll stay around, I guess, uh, Bormer. I guess Nebraska's not in the Big 12 anymore, but um, I'm going to go Texas. Um. And maybe not for – obviously, there's the obvious disappointment you can talk about with Texas where Texas should be more competitive than they have been. Um, but to me, I think college football needs the state of Texas to be relevant. College football doesn't need the Texas Longhorns to be relevant. Hmm. Um, and I think we've seen in the last couple of years where with Johnny Manziel and A&M, once they took off, all of that Texas tradition, all of that conversation just got ported to Texas A&M. Oh, well, hell, Texas, even Baylor Texas just... Texas Tech a couple years right, ago. Right, Texas Tech. Really then now with, with Baylor, yeah. if they keep winning games. So I think we need a... Do we want a relevant team in Texas? We do. If it's the University of Texas, that's more convenient. But I don't think we need UT to carry the banner for the state of Texas. Um, I don't think it's a situation where, like, in this state where... Say, okay, Alabama and Auburn, if Alabama's down, then all of a sudden, like, kind of football in Alabama's down, even if Auburn's having good times or 
you know, there are certain states that are just dominated by a certain school, uh, even California, where, you know, it's a good time for California football schools, if except USC. USC. And now, okay, USC is down, so there's a problem. The story is USC is down. The story isn't UCLA and Stanford are having a revival. So that's why I put Texas on the list, because I don't think we really need them as much as a lot of people make it out to be. I... I will admit it there. Texas is on my list. Um, and speaking it from a grandson of a Texas man, I would disagree in the way Texas – University of Texas is the flagship, and it does not matter. Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, those will be good for the immediate media. None of that matters if Texas is not the best. Texas is the problem. I do not for – the lack, for the life of me, I don't know how Texas isn't competing for their 50th straight national championship. There is no reason Texas should not be the best program every year with the amount of talent that comes out of there and as the flagship school. We were talking about how Alabama things are down. As a staple, kids should want to go to Alabama in this state before they go to the others. In Georgia, you should want to go to Georgia before Georgia Tech. Florida, the same way. Flagship schools should dominate within their own state's recruiting. You have someone where Texas where they, they do dominate in recruiting though. But they don't know what to do with them. Look, this is the same. Yeah. Look, Mac Brown wanted to turn both Johnny Manziel and Robert Griffin III, the last two Heisman winners, into safeties. They wanted them to play deep in, not quarterback. You don't need them there because we got a Colt, we got McCoy's <laughs> brother here. Yeah. So we're going to keep that lineage going. And old Gilbert, what was his name? Was it Gary Gilbert? Gilbert. Gary Gilbert, who's playing at SMU now. Didn't his brain hey. get so rattled by that national championship he broke? He made things school? interesting for about a quarter. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was pulling for him so hard. I will admit, when he came in, after he had done shit in his pants and throwing up on the sideline, I was pulling for that little kid. I he wanted was, him to succeed. He was doing great until, was it that Eric Anders sat, got him, I think? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, deep in the third quarter. Yeah, and then he threw that Marcel Darius pick, and it was just he saw this kid's confidence. Everything he had worked for died. You know that the story was supposed to be that if Texas won that game, Mac Brown was retiring that night and becoming the athletic director. Uh, and you know, and Will Muschamp was going to become the coach. He was a coach in waiting for so long. I got because up. they lost that. Mac Brown's kind of in a Captain Ahab situation of chasing his white whale that he wants to go out on top. He realizes there's no reason he shouldn't go out on top. He coaches at fucking Texas. This is supposed to be the year, dude. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be all the seniors it's, coming back. And yeah, no, he can't remember there because they're losing kids to the track program. They lost a wide receiver to the fucking track program. That's bad when the track team is vulturing your talent instead of the other way around. So, uh, just a quick aside here on the, I mean, this is the only team that had enough fucking uh, just, gra- I don't know, gravitas or just fucking balls to try and make their own fucking network. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. is that doing, by the way? I don't know. I've never seen it. I've. I mean, hey, I'll tell you one thing about it. They do, sh- uh, if not mistaken, they show practices on there. Oh, my. Which is not a good thing. Like, they have parts of practice is shown on the network every day. I think that's what Mac Brown's tried to shut that down. Um, <laughs> well, they got, there's only so many hours they can fill with showing great it, Texas highlights and Matthew McConaughey monologues. Well, they were looking to do high school games, and people were worried that was a huge recruiting, another Texas recruiting advantage. <laughs> no um, shit. <laughs> I mean, like, how great is that? It's making money. Yeah. Um, as far as how how is it going to work out for them? I mean, they they're leveraged financially where they can have their own network, maybe go independent if they want to. 
I could very easily go independent. Yeah. They are by far, even now, when they're down, they make more money than any other school, and it's not even close. It's in the $80 million of gaps between Texas and the number two school. Yeah, but there's going to be a fucking coup if they don't fucking shut They, will, they, the they will not take that money away from them. Do you understand how important Texas football is to Texas? They fucking are belligerently naive. They yeah. don't see that the program is bad. Yeah. Well, I just think it's so Look, incredible. Look, it took them like, losing to fucking Ole Miss and BYU before them to finally say, like, wait a minute. What's Matt, Matt Brown's Brown been doing? finishing eight and five every year. <laughs> Maybe this isn't good. It I, took that. Well, it's just incredible to think about, like, I mean, where they – they were neck and neck with Alabama. I mean, that was the – nobody knew where that game was going to go. That was, like, two big powerhouses meeting, and it was like, whoa. And then fucking – And the Al- Bear had never beat them. Yeah, and then Alabama, you know, comes out, and it was a good game. And, um, and then just the, the – Different directions those schools have taken since then is fucking insane. That the, the Texas is at this point now. We're talking about it's, it's a matter if you were to do revisionist history and if Texas wins, if Alabama isn't the one who goes into a tailspin. Oh no, say we would have back there next year. Maybe <laughs> and, he's, and he may be coaching at Texas next year, so it all comes full circle. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move on to the number two spots. Uh, why you want to get up David's choice while I read these? Oh yeah, hold on. That was our number three. I had Florida State. Daniel had Penn State. TJ had Alabama, and Jason uh, had Texas. Uh, see, David chose the University of Florida. Um, no reason why this program shouldn't dominate both Florida State, Miami, and all other programs each year. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's David's pick. All right. Well, my number two spot. Uh, you've already said it before, Daniel, and I'm not sure if I can add anything else to it. The, what you said, but it's uh, the University of Georgia. There's no reason. I, I mean, it's the same reason that David said. There's no reason uh, for well for the University of Florida that he that they shouldn't dominate the university. You know, the the state of Georgia, and like they're the flagship school. They're all they're always just consistently like a tier two, and I I just they, there's just no reason why they. They shouldn't. I'm they seem so scary at the beginning of every yeah. preseason. You're like, oh man, Georgia's gonna be really and good this yeah, year. Yeah, you're and damn they, right. They literally genuinely scare me and my dad buy a new hat and t-shirt every <laughs> damn fall. All right, I understand. You're preaching to the fucking choir of how it feels. Yeah. I mean, conversations me and my dad have like, I don't know, Georgia's pretty good. I'm gonna be pretty good. Aaron Murray's coming back. He's a heartthrob. And you know, it's like Prettiest last boy year in the SEC. Last year, that was probably the best SEC championship game I've ever seen. Hey, yeah, and. It was, yeah, Georgia just came on the losing end of it. And I hesitate to say this because, Daniel, you're right next to me, but I have never met a Georgia fan I liked. Fuck except for you. you. <laughs> except for you. No, no, no. Fuck you. Because they, they believe, I, every Georgia fan I've met before you have, has believed that, you know, they're... they're oh, we're really going to play yeah. the Georgia fan versus Alabama fan of delusionalness? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize Alabama fan didn't exist back in the mid-2000s when they had never <laughs> lost a game, and they were rocky-topping on top of your asses every year. And everyone being like, I don't know why the Iceman's beating us. I tell you why, them damn players ain't running right. You got to run better. Dude, I listened to Feinbaum during those years. <laughs> hey, it was whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. retarded. We had, we had the 2005 season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that was <laughs> until, until the LSU fans shut the strip down. I was there when those guys bum- – Barricaded themselves in bars and threw beer bottles at every Alabama fan that was walking. People were running, whipping their shirts off because LSU fans were belligerent. And then they lost to Auburn in the like honk if you sack Brody Kroll, which I will say is the funniest bumper sticker I've ever seen someone <laughs> make. And I almost bought one at one time. No, you can't say that Georgia fans are bad compared to any other fan bases. There are some awful. They're they're an SEC fan base. They're generally sure. decently pleasant. Who did you meet that was so bad? I just I met him on a trip one time. To where? To to, to Athens <laughs> when I went to the the best uh, football game. 
Yeah, I I just I just couldn't stand him. I mean, look, Alabama fans after Mike Stafford to Mikey Moore in overtime back corner, oh, they God, were throwing and they were sitting there throwing damn bottles of whiskey and everything they could at I players. I would have one at him if I was there. Oh yeah, because it sucks to just you know lose as you lose. You know, what? losing sucks, but. You know, what happened to the, we're the classiest of groups, we'll never tell the, tear the goalposts down because we're too classy. Act like you've been there before. Exactly. Except when your fan base is irrational and you lose a game and you can't understand losing. So, yeah, we can go on that. Do you want to keep going no, on this conversation I'd, I'd about Alabama just, versus Georgia? I'd rather fans? just go to your number two spot. My number two is the University of Florida. And uh, interesting statistic about them, they've won there eight times. They've won the SEC. They never won the SEC until 1991. Hmm. All right, that is futile. This is the University of Florida. The you can we can sit here and debate if Florida or Texas or California is the best recruiting zone. Of which state you want to dominate the most to recruit? Texas and California have more people. Florida puts out more pure talent. Yeah. All right, this is again flagship school. They are zero in eleven years in Florida's history. When people want to talk about the cocktail party and how like oh Florida always dominates Georgia. They never dominated until Steve Spurrier. When Steve Spurrier shows up, that's when that that's team when, gets yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Florida, I mean, well, hell, you had to deal with like fucking Jimmy Johnson in Miami in the 80s. You had fucking. It doesn't matter. There wasn't. Look, Miami's new money is a motherfucker. Yeah. You forget that Miami did not become anything until the early 80s. Florida is even more new money than Miami. Florida yeah. does not matter until 1989 when they hire Steve Spurrier. Before then, that school is fucking nothing and is a nobody program. Yeah, and their but their fan base is so fucking entitled at this point. You would have thought they've won national championships their entire existence. They always have the most shithead of coaches, like Spurrier begots into Ron Zook, who was a shithead. Was he Urban really a Meyer shithead? Was, oh, he was yeah, a good, no. he was a good Christian man. He was an overwhelmed <laughs> shithead. I think he's the one who in implemented the whole idea of wearing sh jorts all the time. Is a Ron Zook kind of look. Urban Meyer, where they were running a goddamn penal colony down there, and everyone was talking about it at the University of Miami or a bunch of damn thugs. Urban Meyer had, what, like 27 arrests during his time there? <laughs> and, you know, had a running back, Chris Brady, who texted, time to die to somebody. And the one person that he decided to throw the book at was Cam Newton, who ended up winning a fucking Heisman <laughs> and national title. He's the only one he ever said, you know, you can't do this to. It's just fucking ridiculous how they feel and how new money Florida is. But I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think being new money is necessarily bad. Um, because I think you got to. I, I think just to say, okay, you've been relevant X amount of years. Um, and I think we. I, I keep Florida off the list because. If you say in the last 20 years, um, as far as schools that moved into, I hate to use the term modern college football, but if you say modern college football, you're talking Florida, Florida State in the 90s, Florida versus Nebraska, uh, even you say the Spurrier years into the Urban Meyer years. Um, there was the rumor that the spread offense couldn't work in the SEC until Urban Meyer blew the doors off of it. Um, and so as far as, like, it'd be hard for me to call them overrated because, because I think in some ways when Florida came along, when we talk about schools like Penn State, how they, they're they not necessarily relevant, or even I mentioned Michigan State, I think we look at like the 80s and 90s when it became like Florida, Florida State, Miami had those great runs. I guess in some ways the kind of focus of college football shifted to the south, and I think Florida was part of that, so I wouldn't call them overrated. I, I just feel that they're a team that doesn't – they hadn't mattered – 
And then all of a sudden they get this breath of the salts that they're going to matter, but they just never have been a program that I think of like, okay, without Florida, are we worse off? Because we lived without Florida for a long time and everything was punky dory. We didn't need Florida. They're not a program that if, as we were saying with Texas, I do believe that when Texas or USC is bad, then college football isn't quite the same. When Florida's bad, everyone revels in the fact of it because I think everyone realizes that they're new kids on the block bullshit team that did not – there's no history to Florida. There's no like, oh, remember when – They made Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> Emmett Smith was running for them. But you can say that about any of the big Florida schools, though. I mean, FSU isn't big until 80. Miami isn't big until yeah. 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, I think any of those schools could get kind of the new money – Labor I, I agree. I yeah. agree with. I agree with. They all could take the new money, but I think Florida runs with new money harder than anybody else. No, I remember and that stupid two bit, four bit chant thing they do. It's just so stupid. I'm, I'm hearing Burn, some da, 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 da. like that song. It's up there with Rocky Top, the most obnoxious songs that they play ad nauseum. Now I'm hearing your Georgia fan. Uh, I mean, I'm a, look. You're, you're talking hatred, about the number one Gator <laughs> hater. I hate Florida. So, but I would hate Florida if I was a Bama fan, if I was an Auburn fan, if I was any fan. I hate the idea of the University of Florida, and I love hating Florida. I love hating that school. All right. TJ, what's and that state, for that matter. Florida's a stupid state. Um, This is, uh, again, this is people, I think when I drop this one, it's uh, you guys are going to be like, what? They're not overrated. But th- now this is a team who is – Alabama, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a team Second who Bama, has, the alternate world Bama. Wh- when you think about this team in the last decade, they've been extremely successful. But I- I'm just going to rattle off their – the last 10 years, these are the only teams they've beat in bowl games. South Florida, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, and K-State. They've lost to Auburn, Ohio State, BYU, Oklahoma, Minnesota, and Wake Forest. Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. No, I think that's a that's overrated to me. I think they basically beat the shit out of a bunch of they basically boat race a, a bunch of Pac-12 teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a new term for me, DJ. Boat race somebody. What? Hey, hold up. Before you, before you continue there, what entails boat racing someone? There's very little friction on the water. You're just gliding <laughs> over. You're, so you're riding the glass. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden you run into a, you know, a good Big 12 team. A Crimson Tide. Or a, a nice SEC team, and you just get, you know, you just get your eyes beat out. But, yeah. But so basically, they, they spend their season. You get play- their eyes beat out? <laughs> That's not even a phrase either. That's a phrase. You, uh, you've invented two damn phrases. So it's a boat race till you get your eyes beat out. <laughs> Please continue. Please. I want to test run. We got to take these bomb bomb next week. Yeah. No, these exist. Are these you are, are you doing are, TJ from from Cottondale right these now? Are, these these are, are things you're going to bring up. These are sports terms. I, I guarantee. No, it. they're not. No, they're not. TJ, you're you're talking shit. I've heard you're these. talking shit right now. I'm about to beat your eyes. No, are you gonna are you gonna boat race me until you beat my eyes out? Is that what you're gonna go and get into? Keep anyway, talking, dumbass. My Keep point going. is, Oregon basically, you know, yeah, they beat the shit out of these Pac-12 teams all season long. Just there, and then and then they run into good competition. The the teams I said beat them. I mean, basically, anytime they run into like a decent, a true powerhouse team, like from a decent conference, they like end Minnesota, up, they end up losing. I mean, the, the Wake Forest the Minnesota thing, that's just like just showing that, you know, they, they're, I don't know, that's early on in the, this 2002 and 2003 right there. But, um, yeah, I just don't think, and then, you know, this year they're ranked, you know, they're ranked every time in the in the top five, and we just give them the benefit of the doubt. Like right now, they beat this, they're undefeated this year. Who have they beat? Nickel State, Virginia, Tennessee, who's down. 
Cal, uh, Colorado, Washington, and Washington State. All right. They haven't really gotten into They still have to play. They play UCLA this week. Yeah. They play Stanford later in the year. All right. There's still teams to be played. You can't judge a team based on the schedule they played so far. Because if you want to go in that route, we can start talking about that you're Alabama number three. Yeah, well, we've played some top five teams, though. Who? Who did you play in the top five? Uh, A&M was a top five team. No, they weren't. Were they six at least? They're like seven, seven eight, yeah. and that looks suspect. I was right saying because we can look at look Tech at Tech was ranked number seven when we played them. No, when? Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech wasn't <laughs> ranked to start the year. You dumbass. Maybe like, in the AP. They were, I think they might no, have no, ranked they one weren't poll. even. Yeah, they might have been in the low twenties. Virginia no, Tech wasn't ranked. No, you played one ranked team all year: Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Beat no, Ole Miss was ranked. When we played them. Oh, right. They were hovering around 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah, so that was a we good... We will knock you out of the top 25. We will. We will. We will that, take... And that shit will drop. We will take that 24 but, spot yeah, all I day. Do you want to sit there? We, look, I'll tell you that Georgia's overrated, but Georgia beat three top 10 teams out of the four they played to start their year. Well, we're getting off topic. I'm talking about Oregon. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, do you think Oregon belongs on the list? I mean, yeah. I, they... I don't. I don't necessarily think they belong on the list. Um, if you look... Because I, I looked them up. Um, I actually think I have their set there. I looked them up. Uh, CFBDataWarehouse.com if you really want to delve into deep statistics. Do we have sponsors now? Uh, well, that one should be a sponsor <laughs> because that website has every statistical thing that has ever happened for every school. You can look up records against teams, everything about them. Um, I did not. I looked up I looked up Oregon, though, but Oregon actually, I thought about putting them on my list, but they're actually a fairly consistent program. They're, they are what they are. And yeah. but they're national championship contenders every year, and they always they'll drop a fucking game to like uh, you know Oregon State or fucking Washington will catch them or like some it happens. Know. But yeah, yeah, that was I mean Nebraska until what mid nineties. You could oh. say they were the the program that never broke through. FSU for years were the program that never broke through. So I don't know if I necessarily hold that against Oregon. And I mean you mentioned them playing; they run into real teams and get beat. They don't necessarily get embarrassed. I mean, the national championship game. They lost by one goal. freak yeah. Michael Dyer run away from winning. Well, they were playing um, another team that had no business being that guy. The, <laughs> no, they did. I mean, that, uh, a, that Auburn team was yeah. good. The, 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 was the Stanford good. game yeah. last year, a receiver's out of bounds and they get a fluke call. Yeah. Um, and so for them, I think one of the things that hurts them is that they don't necessarily get the Alabama benefit of the doubt. Where if they're Oregon, we say, well, you're playing a. BS Pac-12 schedule, if you don't boat race everybody, if we're just going <laughs> to use that term now, then I'll, if you're 12-1, and one, we'll go to the Fiesta Bowl and have a good time. Yeah. You're 12-1, and one, go to the Rose Bowl. You lose a game, you're illegitimate. I think there's a little bit, too, if we want to talk about boat races and getting your eyes beat out, of how <laughs> the Rose Bowl holds still a lot of Gusto and the and the Pac-12 That's and the, thing, the Big yeah. Ten. Everybody else in I the mean, country look, gives it's a, a shit. It's a fucking boat race to get to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> we know that for those teams, that is the the end goal of the boat race is to hopefully knock the eyes out of somebody in Pasadena. <laughs> put some... So if you're consistently getting to Pasadena, then I don't think you're having a bad run. But if that's but. Uh... Why is that the end all for those teams? I, mean, like, I don't know, man. Boat well, races go a lot of different directions. And I think in history. Alabama, it's easy to move into the national championship where you're a bum conversation. Um, I mean, in the what, last little couple of years. Yeah, because I, was, I mean, look at what Oregon's done. Yeah. Where if you look at final record last decade or so, they're not going to be too far away from Alabama. And then if we look at relevance, if we say, okay, college football the next decade, two decades, um, Oregon has a big effect on that. 
where you talk tempo offense, the way you want to build a team, um, whether it's like a team speed, the way you want to use players. Well, and recruiting, recruiting for a system. Like yeah. Purely recruiting linemen and running backs that fit what you do as opposed to taking a five-star because he's a five-star, taking two and three stars that fit what you do better. Uh, no, I think I think you're a little bit off on on Oregon. I think Oregon's going to be something that we and they wore pink while. helmets, man. Yeah, I mean. I'd say that they got the best system of uniform I'll, and recruiting. I'll take them off the list when they win a national championship. Okay, I think right. we should all just remember when you talk about that boat race to the to the Rose Bowl <laughs> that um they'll be there again. They'll be there when the we road. talk when we talk about the prominence of an Alabama it's national championship or bust. I still do remember that that sad, sad day when Mike Shula got a Gatorade shower for winning his sixth game, and they got to go to the Independence Bowl. I was at that game. The I was at that game, too. <laughs> they, beat, they beat Mississippi State, and it was just like, give them a shower. We're finally back. Bama's back. Streetport, man. I, I went to Streetport. Dude, I would rather – look, we used to talk about how girls could relate to bowl games, being an old roommate. And you could say that, like, the like your BCS bowls, everyone's going to have one or two runs during that. But really what you want – is a peach bowl. Peach bowls are awesome chicks. They're cool to hang out with. Your friends always like them. Everyone's happy with the peach bowl. The last thing you would want to do is end up in Treeport. I'd rather go home I and disagree, jerk off than sir. end up in Treeport. I spent many a good night in Treeport out there. Casino. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. That place is cold as hell. It's fucking in the. It's in Louisiana. It's not even like what is it near something? Nah, man. It's up in the boot part. Well, what? Is, what so what do you do in Treeport? Freeze like, your ass off and stink. Smell, yeah, it smells like you sulfur. go. You yeah. gamble. And you eat fried gator. That's what I did. <laughs> I'm glad you had to get down. Were you boat racing down there All right, during that time? Looks like we're going to run a little long, but uh, so let's move this along. Jason, what's your number two? Uh, number two, um, I'm going to go with Boise State. Ooh. Um, and this kind of goes back, I guess, I, I mentioned I was looking at records, but also looking at influence. Um, and obviously this becomes kind of a more modern, overrated team. Um, and it's not the common SEC fan conversation that says, well, Boise's bullshit because they don't play anybody. Um, I think Boise, I put them on the list because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They beat Georgia. Um, they did. They, they did beat Georgia. They beat Georgia. And they, be, they beat anyone who come and up against that them. that was the thing. For years, beat they Oregon. would take these piece of shit neutral site games, quote unquote. Let's play Georgia in a neutral site game in Atlanta. Let's play Virginia Tech in a neutral site game at FedEx Field. Um, they go 12-0, 12-1 win BCS games, supposedly they were supposed to show how the small conference school could compete against major conferences. Sooner or later, one of these teams were supposed to break through, and they didn't change the way we talked about college football. Um, and even with the playoff system now, it's been probably become even harder for a Boise, a even if you look at Louisville this year um, before they lost the game, those teams aren't going to ever crack the list. And so I think because of that, I put them as overrated because the Boise effect never happened. All right. I will defend Boise. And I defend Boise in one thing. When you're talking about the neutral sites, it's not Boise's fault that they wouldn't get anyone to play them a home-and-home. Home. Boise had every right to ask that these teams come play them. It isn't no. their fault that nobody wanted those problems because it's – and I get it. Virginia Tech had nothing to gain by beating Boise State. I'm giving them credit for winning yeah. those games. I'm saying they did everything right. They were the model minority, so to speak. Um, but we never let them drink out of the BCS water fountain. Of course not. Um, and it's this thing that always bothers me. They were still me. separated from 
real college football teams, quote unquote. And it's always bothered me about Boise is that we loved Boise when they upset Oklahoma. Yep. And we love in college basketball when Gulf Coast Community College beats Georgetown and goes on a small run. We all love it. It was the weirdest thing. The the rags to riches American story is the most treasured of American tales of someone who makes it out of nothing, accepting college football. Because as soon as Boise started getting a little bit uppity and started winning some yep. games, they ain't no real team. No, no. We want our big, powerful, regular teams, not the underdog, except yeah. that yeah. it's in basketball we want the underdog, and everything else yeah. we want the underdog to win, except in college football because we're all a little bit scared we have to right. play Boise. So I'm not taking a <laughs> shot against Boise at all. I think they did everything right. It's just they didn't have like it we never it never panned out. To yeah, the final we mentioned thing. Oregon is like, okay. Oregon didn't win a championship, but they've affected the way we look at college football. Right, the tempo offenses. You see the defenses faking injuries. You see the Nick Sabins of the world coming out and saying this fast-paced offense might be dangerous. It might be bad for college football. Um, Boise did everything right, but in the BCS era, none of those teams made it through. Well. Except for the national championship, but I think Boise opens the door for Utah. They opened the door for Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois last year. Now, whether those teams win, I think that they were able to get TCUs and lesser schools an actual chance to play in a big bowl game. I, I really, I, I think Boise is a sad, sad tale of what should have been. Boise, yeah. All I wanted was Boise to get one shot at a national championship, so and we could have ended the debate. They could have. If they didn't they lose to fucking have. Nevada. Or no, I mean, like they that. had years where they finished with the same re- – even you could put TCU in the mix – where they finished with the same record as the national champion. And any given game, you know, were there a couple of years in the mid-2000s where one game scenario, Boise could have beat anybody? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we hate – you know, as an SEC people, we don't like to admit it. Or when those m- mistakes happen, we call it a one-game season and we say it doesn't matter. But, I mean, I think talent-wise and execution-wise, they were probably as good as anybody for a few years. But we never looked at Boise as kind of a program that deserved the benefit of the doubt in the same way that Alabama earned it, Oregon earned it. So then they're not overrated, I would say. I mean, they're, yeah, just should have, could have, should have, would have been. They never won the boat race. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our number two spot. You got you got David. Uh, David's is Notre Dame. He says it's a no brainer. No championship since the late eighties. Returned to National Providence. Got humiliated. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had uh, Georgia as my number two. Daniel had Florida. TJ had Oregon. Jason had Boise State. Going into the number one, I have Texas as number one. Just uh, I think Daniel, you said something earlier about there's no reason they shouldn't be playing for their fiftieth national championship I, straight. To me, and I agree. No reason. I agree uh, for that, and and the fucking Longhorn Network, like, why? How the hell do they have their own thing? And because they have more money than they, God, yeah. that's why they're going to end up getting Nick Saban because they can outpay anything. Everyone's like, well, Alabama will match it. You can't match Texas money. Well, that's the thing. They have all that money, but what has it done for them? Really, they have no, what? nothing. Nothing. They how got, many? How many national championships? Well, do they we need them there. Texas is my number one, and um, again, only to throw two teams out there. One of them has four national championships. 31 conference championships. The other has six national championships and 19 conference championships. Is one Oklahoma and one Texas? One is Texas with four national championships. The other, Minnesota. They are roughly the same (laughs) amount of tradition as fucking Minnesota, and they're Texas. Minnesota. 
The damn Gophers have equally, outside the conference championships, and the conference championships can be skewed because they were playing in the Southwest Conference, beating the shit out of Baylor and SMU and TCU every year. Yeah. They never had to play Oklahoma in a conference until they joined the Big 12. They played Arkansas. It was like their big – Arkansas and Texas A&M were the two big games every year for the Southwest Conference. So – I think that they they built a, an aura, but it is it's the mystique of Texas. Texas is Texas should be so great, and Texas never lives up to it. That's why they're yeah. completely overrated. All right, TJ, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is Notre Dame, uh, mostly because of the it's the the Bino Cook effect, as you said, Daniel, uh, yeah. to borrow one of your phrases. Right. Um. So they don't get they're not good in the boat race. No, tell you that no. much. But Notre Dame is one of these teams that if there's any inkling of a chance that like they might be a legitimate team or god forbid if they go undefeated for the first four or five games in a season first there's like this sect of journalists and like ap voters and coaches who will just put them right up in the top 10 despite the fact they you know what what they're what they've done or like who they've beat is just like oh well, Notre Dame of course of course or even with Manti Teo last year which let's all admit we were robbed last year that he didn't win the Heisman Oh, because God. dude, we would have had the greatest YouTube clip ever of him thanking his dead fake girlfriend <laughs> as he holds the Heisman and looking to the sky and saying, "It's all for you, Lelena Cuckoo. <laughs> like it's all for you." It would have been the greatest. If that not one, not two, not three Miami yeah. Heat video is the best YouTube joke. That one would have beaten it. And all because it's Notre Dame. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking yeah. Notre Dame. It, He's it, a it, fucking yeah. shitty linebacker who, once he played NFL players, was awful. Once he faced an NFL running back, it was all over. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about Notre Dame? Uh, Notre Dame, I don't. I wouldn't put them as overrated. Um, I think it's easy to put them on the list, but I think as far as like Notre Dame, I think it says something. That Notre Dame never became irrelevant, um, even though they went through. They're pretty damn. I don't know. I mean, they went through. They I, went through head coaches. You still felt good if a team you liked beat Notre Dame. Oh you, yeah, you that is a true fact. You, did, you yeah, never stop. You didn't really shrug your shoulders like, eh, Notre Dame. We beat the shit out of Notre Dame. Eh, whatever. No, it's like, okay, we beat Notre Dame. That feels good, and that's because Notre Dame still mattered. Um, yeah. And I think, and I give Notre Dame. They had a few of the wrong coaches. Obviously, you talk about the a lot of the demographic shifts. You talk about the conference football. They had a lot working against them. Um, could Notre Dame have, for whatever reason? People still care about Notre Dame, even if it's just to cheer against them. You know, the Manti Teo story is a big deal because, like, well, a, I mean, yeah. like everything combined, well, and he's a Notre Dame player. They're also like the first team to have their own damn network. I mean, NBC was the Notre Dame broadcast Whoa, company. Game basically. recognized game, man. They are. <laughs> hey, they got a steady that's willing to show their home games. Yeah, and, and NBC gets mad. What else is NBC going to show with programming right now? Yeah, it's, but I mean, it's just that was the first time it was like that was Notre Dame football just on NBC, and like that was crazy to me to hear, especially because NBC like doubled up on that contract when Notre Dame was just completely irrelevant. I don't know. I mean, they had the the one good year with like Brady Quinn and you know Charlie Weiss, but they they went to shit after that. I don't know. All just right, J too much. Yeah. All right, Jason, what's your number one? Uh, number one, uh, and this kind of combines a few of the criteria I've used. Um, and I'm going to sound like a big homer when I say this. I'm going to go LSU. Um, they were on my short list. Because I think if you say the excuses, you when you look at Texas and Florida and USC and say they should be able to recruit the biggest, best players ever, ever, ever. Um, there are at least other schools that are competing for talent in that state. 
Again, Louisiana is not nearly as big, but Louisiana is grossly overrepresented when it comes to the number of athletes they put out versus population. Um, and it's a, okay, either you want to play at LSU or do you want to play at you know, Grambling? I hate to bring up Grambling this week, but um, <laughs> that, you want to go yeah. play at Grambling. Do you want to go play at you know, Nickel State? Do you want to go play yeah, at Tulane? Um, yeah, Tulane. Um, no. Is that okay? I want to you – know, statewide, Louisiana State University. So every recruiting advantage you name for these other states is probably multiplied because there is not another powerhouse in that state. Even They don't even have, an, say, an Auburn, where it's like, okay, a little brother, so to speak. Their little brother – Oh, their little well, brothers are swack schools, basically. Their little brothers have better bands. That's about it. Um, <laughs> and so LSU, like recruiting base, and then I think even rivalry-wise where LSU, you talk about LSU Florida, LSU Alabama, LSU um, even if you get into some of these newer – if you've mentioned – Mississippi State, Ole Miss, some of these games that are supposed to be rivalries because they border. Um, we've got LSU-Arkansas. In some ways, the other team carries the banner for that. LSU really doesn't move up or down much. It's like, okay, well, LSU-Alabama matters because, okay, Alabama's back on the rise again. Florida-LSU is going to matter because Florida's a national championship contender. Now LSU stepping into that. And I think in a lot of ways, LSU have got two really good head coaches – um, you give the wrong guy LSU. Jerry Donardo. I was gonna say um, yeah. you got a you look at a as a Miami fan, you got a Larry Coker situation very quickly. Yeah. In three years, you've got LSU in a you know, bench clearing brawl with Grambling. Um <laughs> you you've got the Miami FIU <laughs> situation. Right. To see that. Um you don't come into the OB talking exactly. about trash. You don't come into Tiger Stadium, right? Um yeah. And so I, I think I put LSU number one because everything you could say about the other schools, I think you could put onto them. But I think every other factor you could, whether it's the idea of uh, talent base that's misused, whether it's the idea of the idea of them not necessarily being the relevant member of a rivalry, I could give all of that to LSU. I that's really actually a good. I thought about LSU, but that's a pretty good argument. There's a quick tension right there. We're talking about Miami and LSU. It's one of my favorite University of Miami players are crazy. They played in Death Valley, and those old country swamp rednecks decided to put Mike the Tiger directly up against the locker room door for Miami, and the players were trying to punch the Tiger through the bars. That's what they were doing. Is they that went true? Out there. Yeah, they shut him out in Tiger Stadium, beat him at 35, and shut him out. But they were standing there trying to punch it. Like, no, those Miami teams at one point, uh, I forgot it was like Jerome James, one of them, wanted to run out and punch the horse that Chief Osceola rides in on in Florida State. <laughs> They're telling me he couldn't do it. He's like, but it'll be funny. I run out there and I punch the horse, and he falls down, and that's funny. And they couldn't get through his head that you can't just go punch a damn horse in the middle of a game. He just watched, like, Blazing Saddles too. Dude, recently. he was in a boat race, and he was going to win that boat race. He was going to punch the eyes out of that horse <laughs> all right you got uh david's pick uh david's this. number one if i'm not mistaken is the university of texas no reason why this program doesn't have dozens of national championships period none period so there's all right David's. so that's that was our number one spots uh actually josh and or uh, me and daniel both had texas josh and josh. daniel <laughs> i was just i've got my little script here that says josh was that three for texas that's that's four actually four for texas yeah <laughs> They're by far at this point the most overrated yeah. program. Uh, TJ had Notre Dame and Jason had LSU. Uh, going in honorable mentions, I think the only one I got is I mentioned it earlier is Clemson. 
just Clemson's really good. Uh, just yeah, the Clemsoning. Uh, just the the that is the, the phrase that there is a phrase called Clemsoning. Yeah, uh, the fact that I mean, and, and for those who don't know, I mean that's basically where you have it's the definition of overrated, really, where you have everything going for you. You've beaten decent teams, and then all of a sudden, like NC State, the Wolfpack comes into town and just, just yeah, boat races you, yeah. and the next thing you know, you're you're. <laughs> Your national championship. <laughs> they think you know your eyes have gotten popped out. So they're and like, shit, dude. you got yeah. overworked out and your eyes popped Yeah, Daniel. and so, uh, yeah, that's a, I like Clemson. Yeah. Daniel, what's your... Uh, mine was actually like the University of Miami, and it's mostly because they have never won that weak-ass ACC. You've got to win the ACC. You were supposed to be the one who wasn't like the ACC, and they got stuck loose. They haven't won the ACC since they've shown up there. Circumstance. Maryland has won the ACC. <laughs> Circumstance. Wake Forest won the ACC. Those two teams have won it before Miami did. That's why they got my honorable mention. A bad circumstance. <laughs> Swagger's uh, back. Swagger's my back. original honorable mention was going to be Georgia, uh, and, and for all the reasons we've talked about, um, in, in Texas as well. I didn't, I didn't have them on my list either. Because you're too busy putting the Giants and 49ers on there? Pretty much. <laughs> you changed the damn topic on me. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I was going to go. Another debate. And it was tough because, to me, like 95 Nebraska is still my standard for – team I wouldn't want to fuck with. Um, and like as a Bama fan, um, supposed to look at our dynasty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, Miami fan, early 2000s. Uh, but I think of like 95 Nebraska when they just steamrolled Florida. And Lawrence um, Phillips is over there threatening and killing people? Uh, probably doing it, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, probably actually <laughs> killing Barry people. Barry Bostic on the team. Um, but yeah, like Tom, you, I think it was 62-24 maybe. Um, but I think what – I guess I look at Nebraska because – it was supposed to be the seismic shift. Was like, okay, they're going to leave, you know. And part of this is just kind of how artificial college conferences were. But it's like there's the or still are. It's like they're going to leave the Big Twelve and go to the Big Ten, and all of a sudden the world's going to notice that Nebraska doesn't play Oklahoma every year. And uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't thought about that for a second. Yeah, really. Yeah. The only one of a big change was that A and M and Texas don't play. Is the only one that's right. been like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and so, and I don't think it's anything against uh, Nebraska. I think they, I think you can put them under that list of maybe one coach, you know, um, dynasties where you say, okay, Tom Osborne made the school, um, in the same way that you could say, well, what is Florida without the Spurrier air? What is Penn State without Joe Paterno? Um, but yeah, I think with Nebraska. They get kind of the Midwestern values vote. Um, they play football the right way. We want the black shirts to come back. We like smash mouth football. Um, there were those Bill Callahan years where he wanted to go five wide at Nebraska, and we all felt like that was an abomination. <laughs> yeah, sports. it really was. Um, but Poor Bill Callahan. Yeah, Nebraska changes conferences, and – Life keeps moving, so that was close. But that's your um, choice, yeah. dude. That almost makes you want like put Nebraska, Nebraska on a list. Like, <laughs> that was actually really good. I also want to talk about why the fuck did you just mix three of your half-filled beers into one can? Well, DJ? I had I had three cans of swill. <laughs> you just put them all into one. And so I Jason watched. is over here in a brilliant like breakdown of Nebraska to the point that all of us were willing to go over there, and you're distracting by putting two. Beast premiums into one Beast premium can, so that you can drink a full thing of swill. It's like you were topping shit off into one can. Just finish them. Yeah. I didn't want to finish all three. I thought it'd be more entertaining <laughs> to see what I had. Because I hate Are you in a boat race with yourself. I hate drinking swill, and so so was, let's put three swills together. Yes, because that would just be more even more fucking sick. But the weight makes it feel like a legit beer. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand. 
All right, you guys ready? Don't to defend his bad actions, all right? I don't know if you've listened to how this <laughs> show goes. We don't defend his shit. All right, let's move on and let's finish this up. Let's assemble the Mount Rushmore of overrated. Georgia's number one or Texas is number one? Right? Texas, Texas is, is number, number one. one with a bullet. They're definitely met on there. And then we got three other teams that each have two votes, and that's Georgia, Florida, and Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame can be on there. I, I, I Jason, As Jason said, like it's it still means something when you beat Notre Dame. Well, who would you put instead of Notre Dame? One of his own fucking teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, no, because I mean Georgia, Florida, and Texas from other three. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily say Penn State. Um, I honestly, after hearing about Nebraska, I want to put Nebraska on the just fucking. Go ahead. Even swap it's an honorable mention, like kind of. Yeah, like just one mention, Everything yeah. you just said, fucking, like made perfect sense, and like. The yeah, the fact that leaving you think a story <laughs> program leaving a fucking conference and like joining another that's like big like changes, but yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't matter. Conference like shifts as far as like A and M, they're still that they're mattered. not that in the mattered, yeah. though. But they, like, they become relevant. If you talk about Nebraska gets put in that top ten program was like like if Alabama said we're going to do ACC, huge yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, if Florida, it was, like they, it was all yeah. built up because Missouri was supposed to get that spot. Missouri right. wanted to be in the Big oh, Ten. They wanted so to get the fuck yeah. out of, yeah. and they get they once again get left at the altar to go to another. Yeah. Let's not even get into oh uh, Missouri's a whole other day of topics. <laughs> but yeah, Nebraska was supposed to be the second coming for the Big Ten. This is a, a big man. deal. I really I, they were supposed man. to do what Miami was supposed to do in the ACC, basically. Yeah. This, this and they the, want shit. Like this will be the first time an honorable mention made yeah. it on. <laughs> and no one voted by for a guest <laughs> making one of the best honorable mentions. Like, There's a reason I, why they let you teach, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just you're the greatest orator I've ever heard that convinced me that honorable mention. I read, Nebraska needs I to read be on the list. hours of yeah. bullshit every day. Some of it wears off. Um, <laughs> I'm sold. I'll take Nebraska as the yeah, fourth one. Too. All right, so the Mount Rushmore of overrated college football teams is Texas, Georgia, Florida, and uh, Nebraska. I, I think Florida needs – I'm pushing for Notre Dame here, honestly. I, Notre Dame only has one vote. Oh, Jesus. And that's no, Florida is so much more overrated, yeah. man. Notre Dame's been. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I I feel like Notre Dame definitely deserves a spot on there. Look, they the, were like, look Notre every, Dame lost the boat race, man. No, it's okay. Everybody like people were even looking at last year when they were like playing for the national championship before they even got there, and they were like, "Why this is not the second best team in the country?" They were like what thirteen or fourteen point dogs in a national championship game. That is like the definition of overrated. Listen, and I'm gonna tell you right now if. Michigan State or Michigan would have beat them, it would have been a big deal. Look at it this year. Notre Dame isn't very good, but when they lose a game, it's like a deal. Like, oh, do you hear such and such beat mm. Notre Dame? And it's been that way. Even during their worst Ty Willingham years, it meant something to beat Notre Dame. There's a reason why Charlie Weiss lost to Navy when Navy hadn't beaten him in 47 fucking years. That was a big damn deal because they damn. beat Notre Dame. You beat Notre Dame. It's a uh, big thing. But they're but the team as a whole though is overrated. It, 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 the the idea of Notre Dame is bigger than the actual TJ, team itself. TJ, look, you've lost this. You didn't even do half your research. You were coming up with shit halfway through there. The boat race is over. Unfortunately, Notre Dame did, isn't going to make your list. I like Nebraska, and I'm kind of pissed. I didn't think of Nebraska, honestly. All right. Well, thanks guys for being on. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, Thank you Jason. Hey, Jason, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, anything coming up? Twitter or anything up there? Uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, I, teach, <laughs> uh, I teach kids. I write books and anywhere they can good. find your stuff at. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got a book that just came out in May. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there are any college. Yes, there is a college football reference actually, um, in my latest book of poetry. Um, uh, there's a poem called Hector Rebukes the SEC Pregame Show. Um, <laughs> Hector's a Trojan War hero. If you ask me, I can just hijack your show, and I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, no. but, um, but yeah, no, no, it's a book of poetry. Um, it won a prize. Um, What's the name the, of the book? Uh, Dear Hero. Dear Hero. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So right. you just type in Jason McCall, Dear Hero. It'll pop up. Um, it's poetry, so I'm not getting paid for it. But uh, if you like superheroes, if you like comic books, if you like history, you like sports, read it. Um, there's a quote from Shaq and Dwight Howard. There's SEC references. It's awesome. That sounds cool. All right. Yeah, man. Well, uh, also, thanks to Bob right behind me for doing the sound this yeah. week. Uh, we have a show Twitter handle. It's at Mount Rushmore. Uh, and every week we announce it. And we, do we have any Twitter lists this week? Uh, we had some, but then I kind of uh, got mad at it, and then I think I ruined Twitter. Oh God! So uh, I, I can't even say I can't remember. Uh, there was say a lot of Ohio State and USC's, and then I had to remind them that Ohio State has thirty-seven Big Twelve mm. or Big Ten championships, and USC has won ten national championships and thirty-eight Pac Ten. By the way, this topic was changed multiple times. Mo at first, it was most overrated sports teams in general. No, right? No, it, was it wasn't. Overrated. It was always college. You just don't pay attention to shit. No, no. I was gonna say I was gonna put Gonzaga on there for basketball. Well, we did at one point have it not just football. Okay, and Gonzaga would have been a good one. Anyways, <laughs> we're, long, we're yeah. running so long. Listen. We have a the website is well that's cool TV slash Mount Dash Rush Four. We we're on iTunes. Search for Mount Rush Four. Uh, listen to Trivial Pursuits and What's Good over at Well That's Cool TV. Uh, thank you guys for being on. We'll see you next week. See you, bud. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks.